Hello, and welcome to the Tea with Tresetta podcast. I invite you to join me each week where I'll share the training, encouragement, and answers you need to be successful in your purpose, as well as interview some awesome women of faith walking fully in their God-given purpose through entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Tresetta Alexander, faith-based business coach and founder of Sister Spotters. I believe you can be wildly successful without competing or compromising your beliefs. Let's dive in. This week's episode of the Tea with Tresetta podcast is an interview that I had with CPA and owner of AMP Expert Solutions, Dr. Angela Poole. Angela and I had a very candid conversation about the COVID-19 stimulus package that was recently signed by President Trump. Um, She shared her expert opinion of the resources that are available to businesses, organizations, and solopreneurs, um, such as unemployment extending unemployment for solopreneurs. She also shared some really sage advice on how people and businesses should be proceeding in these uncertain times. And we also got into some conversation about how um, exciting of a time this is for us as followers of Christ. I know that you are going to enjoy this episode. It is full of really great advice and insight, Um, and we just had an all-around great conversation. Um, Just to share with you a little bit of Dr. Poole's bio, um, for the past 20 years, Dr. Angela Poole has been the owner of AMP Expert Solutions, LLC a successful accounting and consulting firm. Angela is a seasoned consultant and executive who has led organizations through tumultuous periods of leadership transition and financial turnaround. She implements plans for fiscal stabilization to manage expenses, grow revenues, and reduce debt. Working collaboratively, she is an authentic leader who leads through change management. Now, this is just a snippet of her bio. You can read her full bio in the show notes, as well as connect with her on social media and her website for more information of her services that she offers to her clients. Um, And this was such a rich conversation, and uh, the stimulus package is still kind of a developing situation, I guess you could say, um, as we're really wading our way through the language in that and what all it entails. And so we're going to have Dr. Poole back on the show as soon as uh, more details and more information is known about what exactly the stimulus package involves. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode with Dr. Angela Poole. All right, we are officially 
rolling. Hey there, Kingdom Purpose Pursuers. Welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Rosada podcast. I am super excited today to be sitting down with a friend of mine, um, Angela Moss Poole, excuse me, Dr. Angela Moss Poole. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Angela. Thank you for having me, Tristetta. It's always great to spend time with you. Listen, I am so excited for this chat. It is very timely. I appreciate you um, taking the time out of your schedule last minute to hop on and record this interview because we've got some really timely information that we want to get out to the to people, to the community. And so I really appreciate you being here. Oh, not a problem. Um, before we dive in, I like to start the show off with rapid fire questions. It gives us an opportunity to kind of warm up as well as the audience an opportunity to get to know you in a hurry. So are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So where did you grow up and where do you live now? I think you froze. Yes. Tell me again, where'd you grow up and where do you live now? Okay, I'm getting that frozen screen for you. Say it one more time so you'll be able to edit it better. Okay. So tell me, where'd you grow up and where do you live now? Okay, I grew up in Miami, Florida in a little neighborhood called Richmond Heights and uh, it's just south of Metro Zoo. And I live now in Daytona Beach, Florida, about five miles from the beach. You know I'm coming to live with you. Yes, please. I love me some water. Have a guest week. You and Pastor William are welcome to drop in and spend a weekend anytime. Yes, I am so a beach girl and I'm missing the beach right now because it's having nothing to do. Well, quote unquote, nothing to do. I right. so would love to go to the beach right now. I love it. All right. So, you know, this is the Tea with Trisada podcast and I'm always, I always share what I'm drinking as I record episodes. And today I'm actually not drinking tea. I have some organic decaf coffee that I'm drinking out of my gorgeous dream big mug. So tell me which one is it for you? Is it coffee or tea? Um, I actually do both. If it's in the morning, I tend to do coffee and at night I do tea. Oh, do you have a favorite tea? Um, I do. I love lavender chamomile tea. Ooh, yes. I love chamomile tea. I have not tried the lavender chamomile, but I do love me some chamomile tea at night. Yes. And if I have tea in the daytime, it'll be like a hibiscus, sort of something, you know, fruity. Yeah. My kind of gal, my kind of gal. It's usually, I'm usually drinking mango. Oh yeah. That's good. Some too. sort of mango, mango peach something. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite pastime or hobby? Ooh, let's see. So when I make time for pastimes, I love to travel. I love to go anywhere I can get to. Uh, I love quick little weekend getaways. I, getaways. I love 10 day getaways wherever I can carve out time. Um, but I also love to read. That's a good little pastime. And I love taking naps. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but for me to get time for a nap is just everything. Hey, that's self care. <laughs> we have, yes. you know, um, and nap, don't underestimate the power of a nap. Yes, that's you right. You get that brain reset and you can come back and have more energy. Yes. I think, 
I think we as adults been sleeping on naps, pun intended. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's very good. You know, it's funny because with this whole lockdown quarantine for coronavirus, you know, I've been taking so many naps. I've been concerned that I wouldn't still sleep at night. And I've been napping and still sleeping through the night. Do you find that you have more energy and more, um, you're able to focus better? I do. And I find that um, I've been making time to even like do some exercise walking around the neighborhood. I get up my normal time as if I was in the office. I can work. I'm focused. I'm concentrated just as if I was at work. And it's, it's just, I feel like I took vitamins or something like extra vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So um, if you don't get anything else out of this podcast today, take a nap. <laughs> don't sleep on naps. Yes. Yes. Don't sleep on naps. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put. I'm gonna have to do a graphic on that. Yes, that sounds awesome. I love it. I'll post right. that on my social media. Right. Okay. <laughs> what book has had the greatest impact on your life besides the Bible? Okay. I was gonna say life. Period. Is the Bible besides the Bible? Um, Joyce Myers. Um, the battlefield is the mind. Is the battlefield? Battle, battlefield of the mind. Battlefield of the Mind, yeah. Now, I read like the initial one, like in the 80s, early 90s, like the first one. I remember mm -hmm. being in college reading that one. And then she recently, re or has re-released it a few times, but she recently did a new one. She has one that I just finished the other day. It's called um, Healing the Soul of a Woman. It's a very good book. Um, but as far as changing my life, besides the Bible, it is the Battlefield of the Mind. Oh, awesome. Last rapid fire question. What is your superpower? Ooh, my superpower is, oh, that's a good one. I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> um, sometimes, you know, I think about if I could have a real superpower, it would be to be invisible. And I think in some ways um, I can do that. Like it actually is my power. Like as much as people might view what I do as very, um, people facing because I'm speaking, I'm on, you know, as we all are now with social media, we're not invisible, but I found ways to make myself invisible and still be effective behind the scenes. And so mm. my superpower is being invisible. And so I found that I can help others be effective and push them up front and be the behind the scenes person that's kind of helping them and be invisible. And that's, that's my superpower. It's my strength. I love that. I love that. We do because you know, you're right. It takes a lot for you to be out in front of people. It takes a lot for, you know, especially like when it comes to like running events or running a business, you, you know, you can't do it all by yourself. And a lot of times we credit the success of a business um, or an event or anything like that, anything major to the leader and don't recognize that there's so many people in the background that make things happen, right? It's we, um, you know, even like think about a restaurant, you know, it's yeah. you see the front of the house and there's all these people in the back. There's the cooks and the, you know, the dishwasher and there's all this stuff happening on in, in the background and all we see is the front of the house. And so I love it. Back of the house people are just as important, if not more important than the people who are in the front. You know, that really, and I don't, I don't know, um, we'll probably talk about this later, but that really is what my business is about. I mean, having a CPA firm, I'm the back office for my clients. And so I'm consulting with these leaders and these CEOs and they're out running their businesses and I'm making sure that back office 
is being tamed. Their paperwork is filed timely, their taxes are filed timely and correctly and accurately. They have financial statements. And so I get to be invisible and, yeah. and use that superpower to help them to be successful. Awesome. Well, that's a perfect segue into you um, introducing yourself. You know, we got a little bit of the personal side. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your business, um, biz, or I should say business is because you've got a lot of stuff going on, girl. They keep growing tentacles. So my main <laughs> primary business, the main thing that I do when, like, I, I'll tell people if you had to go to your kid's career day and say, what, what do you do? The main thing that I do is I'm a CPA, I'm a certified public accountant, and I run a CPA firm. So it's an accounting and consulting practice that focuses on small business, not-for-profit, and um, healthcare and higher education consulting. So I work with universities, hospitals, small businesses, and, and not-for-profit um, houses of worship, religious institutions, and I do everything from accounting to consulting to 501c3 applications to just whatever they need, helping with bank loans, doing audits and reviews. So that's the main business. Out of that, I have grown, um, because I'm also a singer-songwriter, I have a music label and we have some billboard charting artists. We have some um, artists that have written for film and TV under our label. So I focus on publishing with uh, songwriters. And that company's 141st Lane Media. And so that um, is another kind of side business. And I work through um, the National Association of Black Female Executives in Music and Entertainment with that group and just helping women and other musicians, but it's really with a focus on women to come out into the industry and not just be singers and songwriters, which is great, but learning the business mm -hmm. of the music industry, learning how to properly copyright their music, how to get the royalty statements, how to file, uh, to make sure their music is registered everywhere it needs to be so that it can you know, be counted for royalties. So that, that's that business. And then I have my not-for-profit business or my ministry work, uh, which is outside of leading praise and worship and singing, I have the Foundation for Wealth Building, which focuses on financial literacy and financial education. And through that organization, that's right. I love it. I love it. Through that organization, we teach families how to manage their money and how to build wealth for their families. And so they go into the community and actually pay and sponsor for education ambassadors, financial education ambassadors, do workshops and training, uh, give grants. And so that's kind of the other part of me, how I can serve. So those are my main three businesses. Yeah, you got a lot going yeah. on. And I have my husband's on. business. He does real estate. So I'm kind of his back office. So I'm kind of in that business too. So <laughs> a lot going on. <laughs> That's why I value naps. <laughs> yes, exactly. You need you need that reset. <laughs> yes. All right. So um, let's go ahead and you know put it on out there. Let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room of what is happening right now in our world, which is this COVID nineteen um, pandemic that is sweeping the world. Um, how has, how has that impacted your business so far? Well, I've got to tell you, um, the situation has been very fluid. Um, as you know, the president just passed the bill yesterday. And so we're still reading all of the provisions. We're reading the first one that came from the Senate and the second one that came through the House and looking to see what changed in the final version that the president signed and trying to figure out how does this impact 
small businesses? How does this impact mortgages? How does this impact our retirement accounts? How does this impact workers who are uh, being displaced and, and being furloughed? How does this impact unemployment benefits? How does this impact regular employees? How much money is going to come back in the stimulus pay? There's just so much going on with this bill and it's so fluid. And as the provisions are being rolled out, people are still learning. Banks and states and counties are still learning how to access this money. So it's just so new. And it's funny because when we first talked, we thought, oh, this podcast will be so timely because it's the beginning of financial literacy month. We're coming up on that. And we can talk about that. But even since the time we talked and to now, there's more to talk about that's more, even more current. So this COVID-19 is, a, is just touching everything because I'm having to actually add in my practice, I'm helping small businesses do applications for the disaster assistance loans. Some of the loans are actually forgivable loans. Some are grants. And there's money available to regular corporations, small businesses, and houses of worship. So there's, there's definitely funds that are out there and the government is still learning how to disperse these funds. The applications right now, honestly, are generic and wide open. There's spaces for you to make estimates because no one knows just the extent of this virus, how right. long it's gonna last, what the damage really will be. So states that have declared emergencies have opened up the door so that their residents and citizens can apply for this assistance. Okay. so. Um... Have all, do you know, have all the states declared states of emergency yet? Now, I don't know. Yeah, I've not seen the official grid of the nation, but I, I think at least 26 states have, but it hasn't swept the country fully. It's definitely, you know, East Coast, um, but I haven't heard like, and, and definitely, you know, California, but I haven't mm -hmm. heard about like Texas, for example, or Oklahoma. You know, right. I don't know that it's a 50 state thing. I'm sure it will be, but now that the stimulus package has passed because there is a provision that governors can't access these funds unless they've declared a federal emergency. So I think it, it, in time, it'll kind of force every state to declare it. Okay. So um, tell, uh, so how are you helping your clients right now? Um, what does that process look like uh, applying for these federal funds? I'll tell you right now the process, I'm sure it will tighten up over the next weeks because right now it's just kind of wide open. In fact, the websites to apply, the government websites are not even up and running. So there's a, a disaster relief uh, website with the SBA, the Small Business Administration. So it's disasterrelief.sba.gov. And you go on there and it says there's these links for businesses to fill out which are corporations that are more than 500 employees. Then there's others for, for small businesses and for, for entrepreneurs. And so you fill out those forms. And when you click to submit online, it tells you, oh, our website is down. Because <laughs> they just, they aren't ready for the flood. So wow. there is a link for you to upload the forms. And they made it easy. It's a one page form. You can basically say, I've been in business this long. You have to be in business over a year. You have to have at least two employees. And you basically say, I was making this much money before the virus. I've lost this much money since. And I think I'm going to lose even more, you know, through December. I've had to lay off this many employees. You write your narrative and it tells you, you can just use estimates. And it tells you if it's an estimate, just write an E next to it and you just upload it. We still don't know yet. Yeah. Once you apply, how long it takes to get your funds? Will there be follow-up? I really have a feeling they're going to just be dispersing this money and figure out on the back end how to get it 
getting paid. I was talking to a banker, a friend of mine the other day working with one of my clients, and he's um, trying to help them to get their payroll funded because they've had to lay off people. And for the people that they did keep, they can barely pay them because they don't have clients coming in because of the virus. It's a healthcare facility. Mm. He said, we're just going to draw down money from the feds. You go, go to the bank and the bank's just going to literally put money in your bank account and give you a forgivable loan. And he's like, he said that their bank CEO didn't even know yet the process. You just basically go to your bank and say, I need this disaster money. They put you on a list and they just draw down money for you. So it's oh, going to be a little bit of cleanup on the back end. Yeah. But I mean, it's a disaster. We're in we're in uh, challenging times. We've never been in this place before. So. Right, right. And, and you know, of course, now is not the time for red tape, right? Exactly. Right. You know, you don't um, exactly. You, you we don't need to you know jump through five hoops, turn around, bend down, touch your toes, spin right. around. You know, this now is not the time for all of that. Um, the most right. important thing is to um, get help to the people who need it the most. Um, now, um, you mentioned, um, you know, the, the two categories, the larger companies that have, you know, 500 plus employees, um, and then small businesses who, and the criteria is that you have to be in business for at least a year um, with two employees. Um, do you know, is there any assistance for, you know, solopreneurs? There is assistance for um, sole proprietors, but they still want you to have been in business for, for a year. Um, that's not to say they won't fund you, but there is a question on the application that asks, have you been in business for at least a year? So that might be a way that they prioritize. Mm -hmm. But there is assistance in this relief bill through the unemployment benefits you can claim as a sole proprietor. And that's, that's new because they've expanded that. It used to be if you were, so were self-employed, you couldn't claim that you were unemployed because you're self-employed. Well, now you can say, well, I'm self-employed, but I'm not able to pay myself because of the virus, which makes me unemployed. unemployed right. not me. So they'll let you claim unemployment benefits while being self-employed. And I believe it's up to $600. So they've, they've increased that amount. So self-employed individuals can apply for unemployment benefits. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm not even sure. <laughs> I'm not even sure where to go. What kind... Um, what advice would you give to, um, you know, a solopreneur or small business owner to kind of help them sustain their business right now? I would say, um, you know, figure out what is your core business right now. Mm -hmm. So like we talked about how I have all these tentacles, right? So I'm looking at all the things that I do and I'm saying, okay, all these businesses are great, but what's my core business? Because I don't need to be right now investing in stretching myself too mm -hmm. thin. So I would say to a small business and any business, focus on your core business. And then you might have to freeze some of the other activities. It doesn't mean you're just going to cut them out altogether, but you may have to cut some things, but you, you might just freeze some other things. So if you're getting ready to develop something or start a new business line or enter into some new venture, now might be the time to freeze that and consolidate your, your business into one core business. Uh, save, now's the time to save every, every little nickel and dime that you have. Um, although this disaster relief money is coming, it may not be enough and it may not come as timely as you need it. So the unemployment benefits are, I wanna say $600 for a certain number of weeks. There's going to be about $1,200 per adult uh, tax filer that's coming in the next few weeks. 
you know, that may not be enough. And we don't know yet how long these businesses will be forced to be on these quarantines and stay at home orders. And so there is an emergency leave benefit that is also in the stimulus plan that says that you get 80 hours of paid leave. Um, And if you have a child that's home because of the quarantine, you get up to 10 additional weeks that you can claim for the FMLA benefit, the Family Medical Leave Act. Mm -hmm. But all that still assumes your employer is going to keep you employed and pay for that, right? And it also assumes your employer is going to get the money from the government to pay you. So we're still figuring that out. So I would say now's the time to save your money, stay in the house, save your gas, you know, put yourself on rations as far as, you know, eating, um, you know, don't eat as much, don't eat everything that you bought, you know, avoid, avoid hoarding people running to, you know, grocery stores and hoarding. And then they're stuck with pantries full of chips and, and, you know, emergency food and that they saved up for a month, but they ate it up in one week. So try not to do that. Try not to gain weight, keep yourself healthy, try to walk, just keep yourself level-headed. So reduce your business to your core business, save your money and just be, you know, vigilant, pray, you know, now's the time to pray. Now's the time to just ask God to show you how to best use this time while we're sitting in quarantine, while we're sitting at home for however many weeks, Now's the time to write out your business plan, revisit your strategies, rethink your businesses, and maybe you come out of this better. Um, There's actually a quote that I I love. Um, William Hazlitt says that prosperity is a great teacher, but adversity is even greater. And Mm. so, you know, now's the time to ask, what can I learn from this time that I'm just sitting at home waiting and reflecting? You know, you'll find that, you know, hopefully some marriages will be strengthened, some relationships between parents between parents and their children will be strengthened because they're having to do homeschool. <laughs> You're home with your parents and kids all day. Yeah. You hope, you hope it's going to strengthen the relationship by everyone being forced to be together, you know? So take this time to reflect on your business, to reflect on why you're in your business and just let it, let it be a way that you come out stronger. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And, um, you know, you, the, the last, um, uh, thing that you mentioned was, pre- you know, taking the time to pray, you know, spend that time with God, seek his guidance, seek his wisdom, seek strategy for him for how you should proceed. And um, um, I actually, um, earlier before we recorded this, did a Facebook Live um, on pivoting, right? A lot of people have been talking about now's the time to pivot. And the Lord gave me, um, I, I don't like acronyms. And so he gave me, you know, an acronym for the word pivot and P the P for me, you know, that he gave me, of course, is pray, right? Whenever you are in a situation um, of unknown, of uncertainty, Mm -hmm. the number one thing that you can do is to pray, seek God's guidance, seek his wisdom, because, Mm -hmm. you know, he has the inside track, right? He can reveal to you the hidden fenced in thing, right? But it's only going to be revealed if you go and ask. So we can't just, you know, like be like, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, like chicken little, you know, we have to go to the one, the creator of the universe and seek his guidance for what is the best thing for me? What is the best thing for my household, for my business in this particular time Mm -hmm. and what what he might say to me might be something completely different than what he says to you 
right? There's no one size fits all approach to how we handle a global pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> right. And this really it's is an opportunity. It is. And this is an opportunity for us to reset. Yes. Because you know? this may have taken us off guard, but do you think this took God off guard? Absolutely not. He knew this was coming. He knew he knows the solution. He has the cure. He knows why it's coming right now at this time. And so we are caught off guard, but he isn't. So right. now is the time to approach his throne and ask him, like you're saying, what am I supposed to learn from this? And how can I pivot from this and come out better? What, what was I not seeing that now I can reset and do things mm -hmm. in a different way? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so um, while um, one of the things that I've been very intentional about as it relates to um, putting content out there in social media during this time is to not focus, so spend all my time focusing on the crisis or the, the coronavirus or COVID-19, but to encourage, uplift, empower, um, continue to do what I was called to do, right? Continue to mm -hmm. show up as a leader. Um, so I want to kind of pivot, <laughs> if you will, our conversation to just okay. kind of some general strategy. So, um, you know, eventually this is going to end and we still have to go about day-to-day -day life. We still have to run our businesses. Um, so what are, um, of course, things, you know, we may find ourselves in a new normal after this, but what are some tried and true tested things that um, small businesses and solopreneurs can do to sure up their the financial part of their business okay so i'll tell you and this is like age old sage wisdom right spend less than you make always you always 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 do that that's personal that's business this, that's the number one rule in money management. Do not spend everything that you make and do not spend more than you make, which means you're in debt. Okay. So spend less than you make so that you have something to save. You need to always give yourself a cushion or what we call margin. You need to have a space in your budget. You need to have margins in your schedule. That's even with your time. Don't book up all of your time leave a margin, leave a space, leave a space for God, leave a space for you know you to rest and self-care. Same with your money, leave margins. So with those margins or your savings, then you can invest. So if you have debt, now's the time to, maybe because we're in a shortage right now, you might not be able to dump large sums towards your debt, but just in general, if you have debt, focus on paying off debt if you're in a normal time. Um, thankfully, there might be some stimulus to help you with that uh, coming through. So this, you know, this could be a blessing in disguise. We still right. don't even know yet, but live in the margins, keep a margin, keep a cushion, take that cushion and invest. Second rule, invest. While the market is down, now's the best time to invest. So you want to buy when things are low, okay? And sell when things are high. So the market resets every 10 to 12 years anyway. So we're, it's about time. We were at a, we were at a high and everyone was saying, we can't be living it like this forever. It's just, too, it's just too good. The market's doing too good. Record levels every you know day. And trust me, President Trump is trying his best to get us back up to those high you know market uh, days that we had just weeks ago. But there's gonna come a time, whether it's the recession or depression or just a market reset, when things are going to be low. Now's the perfect time. You'll see stocks. I mean, Nike's blue chip, you know, Dow 500 stocks. They're trading at 60% of their prices that they were just three weeks ago. 
And so if you can somehow start investing now in 12 years, you will have easily made uh, 40, 50% return on your money. Um, so if you have time and you're not quite ready to retire, if you've got at least 10 to 20 more years out before you have to access your money for retirement, now is the best time to start investing. Uh, Warren Buffett says, you know, you buy when there's blood in the streets and you sell when <laughs> you sell when everyone else is celebrating and popping champagne bottles. That's when you sell. So now's a perfect time to buy. So you want to save. You want to not spend everything that you have. You want to take those savings or margins and you want to invest. The third thing you want to do is invest early. Start early. Start small. Start with whatever you have and be consistent because time is on your side when it comes to investing. So with compound interest, that means that over time, your money is accumulating and doubling. So the more time you have, the more opportunity you have for your money to continually build and compound and start with a little and be consistent. And there are lots of um, apps out there. There's Robinhood trading, there's um, E-Trade where you can start with $25 a month. You can even buy partial shares. So you don't have to have a lot of money to invest. So start with what you have, start with an amount that you can be consistent with and start early. Um, and that's in your business and personal. So if you're a sole proprietor, there are actually retirement um, vehicles available for you. You can do what's called a solo 401k. You can do um, a Roth IRA, which is an individual retirement account. You can do a regular individual retirement account or IRA, and you're allowed to put $6,000 a year into that. I have a feeling with the stimulus, there might be some changes to that to encourage people to save and may allow you to put more into the fund. One thing that I did see with this new stimulus bill is they're removing penalties for early withdrawal because there are people who are having to tap into their retirement savings to get through this time. So the IRS has removed that early withdrawal penalty. And so now is the time to save. Now is the time to invest. And now is the time to reset and think, okay, well, I've been in the house. I've not been going to get my hair done, my nails done. I've been saving money. I'm going to probably save for the next couple of months. Maybe I don't need to get my nails done every whatever weeks. That yeah. $25, $40, $50, hmm, maybe I could start investing that, right? So this is a time for a reset. I've not been able to go to Starbucks every day because I've not been going to work. So you know what? That's $6 a day, a cup of coffee. It's 25 bucks, 30 bucks a week. You know, that's 120 bucks a month. Hmm, I could start investing that, right? Yeah. So as you're pivoting and as you're praying and as you're resetting, start looking at your budgets, your personal budgets and your business budgets as you're seeing what parts of your operations you can freeze and ways you can save. You can start back investing now. You can purchase businesses that are in distress. You can partner with other businesses because now's the time to buy when things are at a deep discount. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you, you brought up something um, when you were going through the tips about you know, talking about the stimulus checks that um, are going, you know, that are going out and um, I, what what would you recommend like how like a lot of people are really excited about getting these stimulus checks and um maybe don't have the best intentions on <laughs> how to use that use that money um is there any additional or different advice that you would give to um people on you know what to do with that stimulus check Yes. And I'm looking, I'm sorry, I'm looking sideways. I'm looking at one of my apps because I want to be able to give you a number um, if, if you were to invest your stimulus. <laughs> okay. Okay. How much it would be. 
um, because I, I just really think it's important that we resist the temptation to take this $1,200 and run out and spend it right at the mall. And that's what, that's what really the government wants you to do because they're trying to stimulate the economy. Right, they right. want you to spend it, but you, now's the time to save it. You, first of all, you might need it for tissue and food and other things, you know? So first that's use it for necessities. But if your necessities are covered, you know, you'll see, you'll need to resist the temptation to go buy that new Ford or GM or whatever vehicle that's <laughs> going to give you six months of free payments and all that, right? They, they now say, we'll deliver it to your door. You don't even have to come on our lot and test drive because social distancing, you can shop online and we'll just deliver it right to your door. Six yeah. months, no payments, right? So unless you were already in the market for a vehicle because you already needed one and you already had saved your down payment and you were already going to buy a car, then it's, this is a blessing for you, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're not in the market, now's not the time to say, I'm gonna take my $1,200 and run out and go you know, buy something that I really wasn't going to buy anyway. So let me just tell you, if you take that $1,200 stimulus, okay, and instead of spending it, you go and you open up a Robinhood account or E-Trade account or whatever app you find, SoFi, there's so many apps, Ally Bank, that now allow you to invest online. If you just take that $1,200 and just one time invest it and don't add anything else to it and put it in a mutual fund that right now easily you could find um, that are earning 10 to 14%. Uh, so find something long-term that's gonna get you say 12%. That's very, very, um, sounds aggressive, but it's very doable and there are many funds. Um, I personally, I'm not an investment advisor, but I personally use Vanguard funds. They've been around for a long time. They have low fees. And they have funds that are yielding over time, over you know, 20, 30 years have consistently yielded 10 to 25% if you pick the right fund. So I'll just say 12%. If you invest that $1,200 stimulus, you're going to have $20,000 wow. in, in an account just sitting for you. Um, and so that's just doing nothing. And that'll be, you know, in 20 years. So just say, you know, like my son, Michael you know, he's, he's going to get his little stimulus. You know, he just graduated college. He's 22. He has, you know, 22 year olds living expenses, you know, 22 year old level <laughs> of obligations. So that $1,200 is a, might seem like a million dollars, you know, to, right. him, to him, just put it away. You didn't have it. You, you're not used to having it. You never had it before. So just put it in a savings and then come back and look at it in 20 years. So you have $20,000. Right? Wow. Or more. So then you can, when he's 42, you know, he may have a child in college, you know, that he can pay for their college. He may have a child that's getting married that he can pay for a wedding because he took that stimulus check. Right. So just get used to not seeing it because you've never seen it anyway. It's new money anyway. So if you don't need it, and now if you need it, definitely take care of your necessities, take care of your bare, you know, um, food, shelter, you know, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, meet those right. things first. But if you, if you don't need it, resist the temptation to buy a new car. Resist, because keep in mind, you're going to probably get a tax refund too, because it's tax time, if you haven't already. So take that 1200 stimulus and say, thank you, government, and put it right into a retirement account is what I would say. And then you come back and look and pick up these companies like American Airlines and Delta Airlines and Carnival Cruise Lines who are struggling and Ford who are now being, and GM who are being forced to make ventilators whose stocks are like $5 a share. Literally, you can buy Ford stock at $5 a share right now. 
Okay, you can buy American Airlines $10 a share. These are used to be $30 just a few weeks ago, you know, three times as much. So you can look on these websites and take that $1,200 and invest in these same companies and see where they'll be in 20 years. And I'm just saying 12%, okay? I'm being kind of middle range. Right, kind of conservative. You can invest that more, yeah, conservative. You could have more than the, just the 20 something thousand that I said. So I would say resist the temptation to use that money to stimulate the general economy and stimulate your own economy with that 1200 mm, It's still going to benefit that. the economy because you're going to put it in, in companies through your stock. But stimulate your own economy with that 1200 Have something to show for it. And then 20 years from now, now say, this is because of COVID. <laughs> this will be a viral. It'll be a story you can tell your children and grandchildren. I'm paying for your college because of COVID, because it was a blessing in disguise, because I pivoted and I, I prayed and I asked the Lord how to make the most out of this time and look at how God blessed. Look at how he took the wealth of the what is world. It, the wealth of the, of the wicked. wicked. It's laid up for the righteous. So here's, we're going to take the wealth of the wicked and we're going to lay it, it's going to be laid up for us. So I'm very encouraged about this time. I feel yeah. like this is, this is just something that God is using to do a, a, a transfer, a wealth transfer. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree because I believe that it is, you know, in times like this, I mean, even thinking back to us as a nation to September 11th, um, how after that it brought about a, a bit of a um, resurgence of, of people seeking God, people seeking yes. um, answers uh, yes. to a higher power. And I believe that in this time, um, the same thing will happen globally. And so it is time for us as a body of believers to stand up in the full power of God and proclaim the gospel of the good news yes. it's you know we're you know we're in that time we are in the end times right the, by, yes. you know, if we are believers then we know like all we have right now we should be looking up because the by you know the um, prophetic words of the Bible are coming to pass right before our eyes. And so now's not the time for us to shrink back and hide right. ourselves, you know, hide our head in the sand. Now's the time for us as a body of believers to stand up and stand up in our full power and help, you know, give people hope, yes. give people assurance that they don't have to live in fear, that they don't have to lose their life in this, they don't have to lose their sanity in this, that they, we know a God that heals. We know a God that sustains. We know a God who answers when you cry out to him. And so that is like, I totally believe that this is, um, that this will be the um, segue uh, that's not the word that I want to use, but the catalyst, that's the word, the catalyst for the end time revival. I agree. And we're so blessed that we get to be that generation that will see yes. the return of the Lord, that will see and have stories to, to remember these days. We'll remember the pandemic. You hear about people mm -hmm. who say the 1918 flu or whatever it was and the bubonic right. plague and whatever, whatever other times there were pandemics that totally changed the world, yeah. that changed our healthcare system, that changed how we do business, that changed what immunizations we receive. You know, so we don't know how this could change how we do business. There might be some new immunization we're all required to get to come back to school, the, the COVID shot we may have to get. Who knows how this will change, right? We might all be working, teleworking from now. It may usher in some other things. 
but we're going to be that generation that will see again how the world shifted how the world changed and we'll be the ones to see god's in his full glory and he, he's just ready to bless he's already blessing us we yeah. are already being blessed so i just you know encourage those who are struggling right now who may not have you know employment just be encouraged apply for all the benefits now is not the time to be prideful go get all that money <laughs> go get all the benefits <laughs> hey when you were working you were paying your taxes and that's for yeah. what you need now that's how you're going to get the benefits that you're claiming now because you paid for it so don't feel like it's a handout you're a taxpayer, it's there for you. And so claim it, go get it, live off of it, take care of your needs, live beneath your means, find the margin and save, and invest if you can, and just ride this out. You're gonna look back and you're gonna get another job. You're gonna be called back to work. You're gonna have whatever you need. God is gonna provide your needs. He's not gonna leave you just out there destitute. So right. this, this is not taking God by surprise. He, he is not shaken in any way by this. Yeah. And he's, he's laughing because he knows what he's already set up for us. And so we are just, um, my husband, our whole family, we're just like, we're just watching to see, God, what, what do you have for us? What, what's next? Because we know there's, you are setting this up. We are just set up. We're yeah. set up for success and we're going to see his glory. We're going to be the generation that sees his return. So we're excited. Absolutely. Um, one more question before we get ready to um, start closing out. Mm -hmm. I saw something, I don't know if you're familiar with this, um, but I saw something that about the language in the stimulus bill that they were trying to bring in some sort of digital currency into that. Do you know if that is part of the package or if that was just kind of like um, urban legend, if it was real, you know, can you give us, spill the tea on that? I did hear that. Well, yeah, I did hear about that. And I'm searching through the initial draft to see what lasted and what actually got signed because there were several iterations. Mm -hmm. I did hear about that, but I don't see it so far in the last bill that was signed. But there are people saying, well, now it's a global crisis. So now it's time for one global currency, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we now need a way to know that everyone has had this immunization and we're not susceptible to this COVID. So now we need to give people a shot. And now there might be a way to embed their health records in this shot, right? So we're talking about chip technology. And mm -hmm. on this chip, we could have all of their financial records and health records. It's just for efficiency mm -hmm. because for the world, we just need one way to operate. Right. So as people travel and move about across the world, we're global nation we're a global uh, society now so you know people are going to travel again and you have to be sure that you know they're clean and, and they're free of this virus and that they've had their their um immunization so the next time people go on cruises we know that they've been properly inoculated so we can go ahead and have this chip embedded right mm -hmm. and so the technology is there the proposal is there and you and i know what that is about mm -hmm. and the, the world may not be quite ready for it but i could see how this could be an easy way to mandate yeah something like that and that's what makes us know that we're in that generation that's gonna see <laughs> the glory because we're in the time that's seeing yeah. all the prophetic uh, revelations that have come we're seeing them fulfilled in our time yeah so yeah and um and you made a really good point there too is like this technology is already here this is not new like the whole um, I'm actually kind of surprised that we haven't seen it before now. I guess it was kind of just tabled until we had some sort of, you know, event like this. And, you know, 
Um, I, I, and, and some and some conspiracy theorists have said that this was a planned event, I, or it was something that to, came out early, but it wasn't. They weren't ready for it, but it was already in the work. So there's some conspiracy people that are thinking that we're this is all one big social experiment. I, you know. I have to admit, I kind of um, lean in that direction. Um, I, I do lean in that direction a little bit, but um, but yeah, I it, it I remember um, it was a good eleven or twelve years ago when they were um, when I remember seeing some um, they were starting to test out the the chip technology where they were putting a chip in your hand. Um, it was like a company that was testing it out with their employees, I think for like snacks or something like that. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's not, this is not something that just kind of popped up, right? right? This is something that has been around for more than a decade now. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, eyes wide open, yes. eyes and wide open. Yes. And cryptocurrency is now widely accepted. Mm -hmm. So Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency, it's just another way to pay now. So mm -hmm. once that is stable and it's, you know, basically standardized, well, that'll just kind of be easy, right? We'll just all have some little e-currency mm -hmm. that we use. So who knows, but we're here and we're seeing it and we're, we're actually able to see that God's word is true. Because when you yeah. see those prophecies fulfilled, that lets you know anybody who doesn't believe, that can show them that they can believe his word is true. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I don't want to go any further down <laughs> that, ra that rabbit hole because I think it's a little bit early yeah, um, yeah, to yeah. really get into that. But, um, you know, like, you know, like you said, for those of us who are in the household of faith, um, yes. we are very familiar with um, yes. a lot of the things that we're talking about. And, and we should be people. encouraged. We should be encouraged. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you don't, you don't have, to, you don't have to be afraid. And, you know, the scripture says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So um, no need to fear, just um, look up for your redeemer draweth nigh. Yes. Um, before we close out, I like to have my um, guests share their favorite quote or motto or scripture um, to close us out with some words of encouragement. Okay, well, I shared one quote um, about adversity and prosperity, but I also have another one. It's one of my favorites. Um, Psalms 20, well, the whole chapter, 27 Psalms is just one of my, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I be? Yeah. Here. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know? And so that's something that I go to all the time because we are always afraid. Even people of faith, even people who are full of mm -hmm. hope and, and who are confident, you know, we come, we come across as confident women. <laughs> all about our business. But we get, a, I mean, I don't know about you, Tristella, but I get oh, oh, absolutely. You know, and if we didn't get afraid, you know, there's like 360 times the Bible says, fear not. <laughs> do not be afraid. So you almost could make a daily devotional with the scripture every day, different ways of saying, do not be afraid. And God wouldn't have to tell us so many times if we weren't always afraid. And he right. said to us, every time he said, don't be afraid, he said it to mighty men of valor. Mm -hmm. He said it to mighty women of valor who went on and did great things, but they had fear. Okay. So we have fear, but God says, do not be afraid. So Psalms 27 is kind of my, 
I go to when I feel that little tinge of fear, when I'm about to make a decision or sign a contract or go into a new business venture or just do something new or feel like God is asking me to step out in something. And I feel that little bit of fear. I go to Psalms 27. I pray about it and make sure that it's not him checking my spirit to say, don't do it. I pray through that. But when I feel like he's like, do this. And it's just my fear mm-hmm. holding me back. Yeah. I go to Psalms 27 because he has to say, be not afraid. I'm with yeah. you. Do yeah. this. You know, so, so let's, that's kind of like my go-to favorite scripture. And I guess that could be a quote too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, did you ask me? You asked me something else. I'm sorry. Oh, that was, that was it. Oh, that was okay. it. That was just, it was, you know, use, use a quote, a scripture, a motto to um, oh, encourage people. Encouraged. Yeah, hopefully yes. that was encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> How, Do not fear. Yes. What's the best place for my listeners to connect with you? Uh, let's see. My website, my um, easiest way is just drangelapool.com. D-R-A-N-G-E-L-A-P-O-O-L-E.com. And that's just financial therapies on there. Uh, you can you can send me an email at contact at drangelapool.com. Uh, you know, I have, of course, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all that. It's at Angela Moss Pool, A-N-G-E-L-A-M-O-S-S-P-O-O-L-E. I need to get a shorter handle. But, uh, <laughs> too. So it, it, pretty much everything's there. I'm just consolidating everything in one place. Angela Moss Pool. Uh, just Google that and you'll find me somewhere on the web. Well, I will make sure to have links to your website and all your social media handles in the show notes so that if anyone missed it, then they can quickly um, just click on the link in the show notes as well as your full bio. So thank you. um, Angela, thank you so much for being on the show today. And um, we're going to have to, um, would you mind coming back? And um, kind of doing doing another one um, as, because this is an emerging situation and it's important to have people who um, have the right information, who can Mm -hmm. rightly, uh, you know, kind of really decipher uh, the information that's being put out there and giving us best practices on how we can implement our lives. So I'd love to kind of, um, you know, in another few days or in a week or so, um, sit down again and have another conversation. Sure, I'll be glad to. Absolutely. Well, um, Purpose Pursuers, you know how I like to close out the show and reminding you that you got this. And you know what else? God has you. I love you. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would help me get the message of purpose and prosperity out to as many believers as possible. You can do this by sharing the podcast with another purpose pursuer or by leaving me a five-star review on iTunes. Until the next episode, kingdom blessings.